probably, if you really think about it, have five to 15 different subscriptions you're paying for every month. And so we've been able to facilitate the largest community in that space, running the largest event and building the largest trade association. Welcome everybody to the strategy show. I'm your host, Simon Severino. Super excited to have here the leading voice in the direct to consumer subscription economy, <laughs> co-founder and chairman of SAPTA. Coming up, the sub summit, November 4th, 2020 and May, 2021. Welcome everybody, Chris George. Hey, Simon, thanks so much for having me on. So cool to have you here because we will explore first what is direct to consumer subscription economy and then how we can crash that. And then you have brought some CEO tips about building an amazing team, spending like you're broke and how to love it. So I'm excited. And Chris, what are you currently creating? Yeah. So we're building the largest community in the direct-to-consumer subscription space. Uh, we, as you can see, human buying behavior and the consumer buying behavior has shifted from ownership to usership. So you're seeing more and more consumers that are, we would call renting or paying things on a subscription, right? All of us probably, if you really think about it, have five to 15 different subscriptions you're paying for every month. And so we've been able to facilitate the largest community in that space running the largest event and building the largest trade association. Wonderful. And uh, for the people who don't know, what is direct to consumer and what is the opposite? Yeah. So direct to consumer is right from the manufacturer to the consumer's home. So typically you're ordering that online. It's getting delivered to your house versus going to the retail store and purchasing something where the retail store is purchased it on wholesale. But you see it with Casper, you see it with Dollar Shave. Like, right, right, Casper is delivering your home probably when casper was going to launch everyone probably thought he was crazy saying nobody's going to order a bet online and have it delivered well they're a huge company right you've got um dollar shave club you got hello fresh you got bark box uh, these are all i mean these are all right to your home netflix right this is instead of going to blockbuster and renting a movie movies are now on your tv at your fingertips CEO tip number one, build an amazing team. What's yeah, your yeah. experience with that? Yeah. I don't think anybody's built a big business without having amazing employees and an amazing team. Um, you know, Steve Jobs said it best. You hire people that are smarter than you to tell you what to do, not so that you can tell them what to do. I think it's just so vital. Uh, a lot of business owners fall into this trap of, well, I can do it myself faster and better. Well, it's one of the like, excuse my way, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, right? You want to teach people so that they can run the business and you can focus on things you're really good at. The key of hiring a really good team allows you to put people in place that are going to maximize your business. Get team members that know how to do things that you don't know how to do so you can focus on building the business and working on the business versus working in the business. So I've, I don't, you know, through my entrepreneurial experience, I've noticed that when I've had really, really good team members, it just allows the business to grow and gives us the best opportunity for success. The people we talk about, we talk with have the most difficult time in hiring the first person, the second person. Mm -hmm. What was your experience around that? 
I mean, look at hiring's a guess, right? Firing's a decision. Um, I think like part of the restraint, you know, for some people, it's like, can I afford the person, right? Um, I think it's important to take those profits and reinvest into people. Uh, when you're building a business, especially early stage, if you could, if you make a hundred thousand in profit, do you need that hundred thousand in your pocket? Like, if you wanna, if you wanna build a big business, you know, put fifty grand in your pocket, invest fifty into another person. They're, they're, it's it's just, it's it's gonna pay dividends for the future. So, you know, I think it's um, hiring can be difficult. It can be time consuming, but doing really good interviews and 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 really focus on personality and work ethic. I don't care where you went to school. I don't care if you have a college degree. If you want to work and you got the right mentality and you're a team player, then I want to hire you. Your second CEO tip is about how to spend like you are broke. But before we go there, let's move to the segment we call the Strategy Award. You can only pick one person who is doing things differently. When everybody's zigging, this person is zagging. But from your perspective, they are doing the right thing. Who is this person? Yeah. I mean, I think... You know, I think it's a, a friend of mine, Ryan Hogan. He's the co-founder and CEO of Hunt a Killer, which is a subscription box uh, that brings the mystery murder to your home. And they just got awarded number six company in the Inc. 5000 list. What's so amazing about what he's done is that he's been able to take like date night and bring it home, right? He's been able to rekindle the fire of, you know, the relationships at home and spouses being able to have fun again and not always having to go out. And I mean, what an opportune time. I mean, he's been around for three years, but everything that's happened with COVID, I mean, you weren't going anywhere. So, so I have to imagine things uh, have grown tremendously for him, but they're the way they put their marketing strategies together, the way they think about their business, um, the content around, you know, bringing back um, date night and, and having something that you can do with your spouse at home. I mean, it's just so important, right? Relationships are so important and they've just done an amazing job and his business is booming and he's a really good guy. I know him on a personal level. Uh, he's just a, he's a good guy building an amazing business with an amazing team. Why should we spend like we are broke? Because when you do that, you don't get caught into this like sort of spending wildly. So I think and this has calmed down a little bit, but like three, four, five years ago, I and mean, even now, like it was cool to raise money. Like instead of trying to build profitability, people were trying to see who could raise more money. It was always mind boggling to me. Um, when you have, when you get it, let's say you get an infuse of a hundred million dollars in, a, in, a, in a, a seed round, you start to make bad decisions because you've got a lot of money to spend and you're not thinking, you're not being frugal and you're not making the best decisions for your company because you're like, Oh, well, we have so much money. Let's spend it. Let's take shots. I'm all for taking shots, but I also want to be super strategic. And if you can build a business without having to raise money, then you're not giving up equity in your business. You're also not pigeonholed to like having to report to somebody. If you raise money, like this is no joke. I mean, they're expecting reports weekly, monthly, quarterly. You've got a board to report to. You know, it holds a tight grip on your business. I mean, I talked to a guy that raised, a, a, you know, a, a seed round, and he told me that he's, like, texting his investor more than he texts his wife. I mean, that's, that's not what you want to do, right? You don't have that stress. 
when you can spend strategically and and you build your business as if every dollar you spend needs to be used wisely you're just setting yourself up for more success you're building for profitability i've built all of my businesses to seven figures with zero investment and hardly any money out of my own pocket um the most money i've ever put in any business out of my own pocket was fifty thousand dollars which is not a lot every other business we've built literally ground up with hardly no investment and it's because of that mentality of and that mindset of like we need to be super strategic in how we spend every dollar it makes you to make better buying decisions it makes you make better marketing decisions and you get super scrappy maybe it takes a little longer to grow but you're building some profitability did you have at one point like the feeling wow now if i would take on some capital from the outside i could scale this faster or i could do sure. this better or were you always like Oh, fine. The client is funding our growth. Uh, it's validating it. Yeah. It's all good. Good question. Look, I think there comes a point, right? When you've built this like foundation and you've got this equation for success, where in some cases it can make a lot of sense to go raise because it's accelerating the potential growth. I've not done it yet. It's crossed my mind plenty of times. Um, I think that if I felt really good about the equation that we've built and the roadmap that we've built and that my, my, my likelihood of success being there, knowing that if I got more money or I had investments come in, that we could grow that much faster. I mean, here's the truth. I would rather have, you know, 40% of a hundred million dollar business than 80% of a $20 million business. If I thought I could do that, then I would do it. That's a very good point and um it gets diluted also in every round yeah. so uh there is there is magic in bootstrapping and uh so think think strategically about growth so wherever you are right now listening think of the growth rate that you are going for and uh, really how much do you want to grow this year how much do you have to grow how much do you like to grow uh my my old boss in sangalen uh professor malik he would always say find out what the minimum growth requirement for your business is and go for that the minimum growth requirement and that was defined by understanding what the customer needs understanding what's coming up in the markets and having enough health to reinvest the profits in quality so go for minimum growth but then of course there are other philosophies and we we have clients right now in in san diego in san francisco they tell us that 10x is the only thing they go for and everything else is a hobby is a lifestyle business you want to make your sales more repeatable and reliable do you want to have less volatility and more growth in your revenue per month at strategy sprints we do only one thing strategy and sprints Strategy means having more revenue through a better offer. And sprints means having more energy in your team every week. Check out if your ROI is as high as it is for most service-based and online businesses and startups we work with, which is over 100%. You can see it in just 15 minutes by going to strategysprints.com slash sales and completing our online exercise to know what your ROI would be with our accelerator program. We are ready to sprint. Are you? Yeah, I think, look, 
it's all triggered by what you want to do and what you're building towards, right? Um, there's so many different metrics that can be looked in so many different fashions. I mean, there's the top bottom approach, which is like, I, we want to do 30 million in revenue over the next three years. So how do we back into that? What does that mean? What does it have to mean to do over the next two years to hit that number? There's the minimum approach. It's just like, we need to hit this number, which is like the break even approach, knowing like if you hit this minimum, like our business is going to, we did good, but like, do we want to have this like far reached goal? That means we're hitting super success. I think the narrative around metrics and dollar signs is something that I'm more and more leaning away from. I don't know if this fits for all businesses, but I think that there's a difference between an entrepreneur and a business owner. So a business owner runs the local coffee shop or has the oil change or a restaurant, right? And things are very much measured by how much revenue is coming in and it's very transactional. <clears throat> an entrepreneur is trying to change the world in my opinion. And I think that if you stick to the core values of changing the world and you stick to the core values of like what needs to happen in order to make that, and it's not a revenue number, it's not a transactional number. Um, if you're, you know, for example, if you're, if you're selling mattresses, well, let's say like Casper, direct to consumer, and their content is about like how important sleep is and how important like and how good our mattresses are that are going to give you a really good night's sleep because it's going to make your day better and their metrics are like about how much of that content's getting put out like the sales are then just going to come right so that might not be the best example but what i'm getting at is i'm a big content guy i think content's king right now I think if you want to change the world and make things better and you want to be an entrepreneur, then like focus on what that core value is. And then like the money comes and like, I, I, I hate the goal of like, we need to do 5 million in revenue. Like I hate that goal. Now. I'd rather be like, we need to put out 5,000 pieces of content. Cause then like, I think the revenue is going to come. Nice. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So ju just today I, I, I was buying shares stocks in a company called uh, square. I don't know if you know the, the cash app yet. So, and I did it because even if we are in a recession, but I did it because I think that they are changing the world. So in three years, that might be a 10X. I think they are the Tesla of the financial world. Like they're trying to disrupt banking to make banks obsolete. So everybody can transact money and Bitcoins and Fiat uh, in, in, in on their own phone and you don't need to get it out and in of the system it's one system and it's free so and, and i would also invest in tesla if if the stock wasn't that high yeah. because right now i think they will they 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 will go down soon uh, but uh i i bet i believe in the idea and i bet i am part of the of the of the purpose that they are trying really to change the world to uh, fast track the move to carbon free, to the right energies that we need. So I, I can resonate with that. An entrepreneur tries to change the world. And, but not every business that I built had the goal to change the world or to 10x. Uh, I had years where I, I had very, very big uh, revenues, but a, a miserable life because I was just working too much. It wasn't systemized enough. And then I had, and then I had years with, with less revenue, but we had a much better life. So right now we help people find that 
stage of systemizing and delegating and having a smooth running machine where you can choose your growth rate and you can go for one or the other option. So this is really important. And um, you, your third CEO tip is love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably the most important one. Um, if you want to be happy, do what you love. And I think everybody wants to be happy. I think that they think money is happiness. People will deny that and say, oh, well, it makes life easier. Well, yeah, it does. But do you want to be miserable working all day? If you love what you're doing, it's not going to feel like work. You're going to live, breathe, and sleep the business because you're excited about it every day. And if you love it, you're going to excel at it. And if you excel at it, you're going to do really good. And guess what? You're probably going to make a lot of money. I think that people go for the quick dollar. And I hate that. There's nothing. Nobody makes a quick dollar. Nobody, nobody made any money that didn't put any work in, right? Like you had to work. So loving it's super important. Find out what your love and your passion is. And, you know, I just wrote a little blog the other day and it's like, love basketball and you want to be a basketball player well i mean that takes talent and maybe you didn't make the league that doesn't mean you can't go become a basketball coach it doesn't mean that you can't start a clothing line for basketball apparel you know there's so many more opportunities and if you love that that's what you should do and money should not matter and i think the money just going to come if you do what you love you put the work in the money will come it's about the dedication over the long run and you will need you will need that passion when things get tough and they will get tough oh yeah i mean look at you're if you're an entrepreneur you're a firefighter all you're doing is dealing with problems all day customer service employees manufacturing like you're the one they're calling so you know everybody thinks being an entrepreneur is cool right now 20 years ago they want you wanted to be an actor or an artist or um on tv now being an entrepreneur is cool. Why? People on social media are posting them themselves in jets and driving Lamborghinis and saying they just made $150,000 day trading. It's all bullshit, right? Like, like you got to work and being an entrepreneur. Sure. If you love it is cool, but you are a firefighter. You know, all you see on social media is all the people that had success. What about the 90% that failed? You know, so I, you know, for me, it's like, if you love it, you want to change the world, be an entrepreneur. First of all, most most fail. And also, if you succeed, it's not it's not about the picture with Lamborghini. Because usually if you are if you're an entrepreneur, you, you want to reinvest the profits yeah. in the health of your company. Yeah. Listen, so, I promise you that the world doesn't realize all the rich people that nobody sees on social media. I mean, there there are so many more of those people that live this humble life and have what they need and are trying to change the world that you don't even know exist. I mean, run to Silicon Valley and drive down, you know, some of these streets and you're going to see houses you've never seen in your life before. And I promise you not one of them is jumping on social media and posting their, you know, $3 million car. Right. So just my two cents on it. I think this young demographic is, is growing up and they're, they're, they're getting influenced by things can happen quickly and easy and it doesn't. Like you got to put in the work, love it. The money's going to come, promise you. So if, if young people are listening to this 
and 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 if you if you have this picture that becoming an entrepreneur is is just a, a an easy and, and shiny thing it is tough it takes years and it it means standing up and standing up again 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 after many failures and it's all about re relentless keep rolling keep rolling so keep moving and uh, and it's keep moving because it, it's full of obstacles and of stones and 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 that's over a long period of time and the ones who have a healthy business that can stand the time study the first 10 years of jeff bezos for example they have a very humble very focused way and then um, and a clear purpose but also they they did put in the the hours which uh audiobooks or podcasts do inspire you yeah i mean there's three guys i love to listen to um gary vaynerchuk which i'm sure many of you know uh simon sinek and seth godin you know i i have two dogs i walk them every day twice a day i walk them right in the morning it doesn't matter if it's raining or snowing it's, it's what i do every single morning i walk them again at afternoon in the evening Every morning, it's about a 20 to 25 minute walk. I'm listening to one of those podcasts. It's getting my day going, getting my brain working. Uh, their ideology, the way they think about life, the way they think about consumer behavior, the way they think about mentality and and perspective, it's just so good. I encourage everybody to watch them. I, I, I would say that there's other people that take this opposite approach that I don't like, which is the money, 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 you know, gotta you know like grind 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 more like get rich quick bottom feeding for like people that are looking for hope that i don't like and these guys they're so authentic and they 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 look at perspective and mentality and want to make sure you're happy and you never see one of those three driving around a lamborghini or pulling up to their mansion they don't show that stuff i'm really hot on that because i just see it so much in social media and it, and it, it like it, it kind of enrages me right because i think about this 19 year old that's seeing that that's like oh my god you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna go pay a thousand dollars for this course because this guy made you know 10 million this year and i'm gonna do it and i'm like no you're probably not like you're probably gonna fail you know like and you just lost a thousand dollars there's so much free content these guys are putting out a bunch of free content out there i am myself you know um i've got my social channels and I'm putting out free content every day and I'm never going to charge a penny for it. And I never want to, I take two hours a week where I just jump on with an entrepreneur and give them advice on how to build their business. That's absolutely free. These guys, Gary, Simon, Seth, those are the ones you should be listening to. And, and they really put some really good perspective on life and business and happiness. Is there anything that you want to tell us about this sub summit in november 4th and may 2021 yeah. so actually got moved so sub summits november 11th now to the 13th it's our virtual event it's gonna be three days it's the largest direct to consumer subscription event typically it's live um that event has grown from 200 people in 2016 to over a thousand people in 2019 i expect over 3,000 to register for the virtual and then our next live event is going to be June 2nd to the 4th in 2021. Um, if you're, you know, if you're in business and you're in subscription, you should be there as we've got amazing speakers from so many leaders from the space that are going to be speaking at that event. Uh, registration's free for the virtual. 
If you're thinking about subscription, if you are in subscription, you should be there. If you're a brand and you're not in subscription, you should be there because I believe every brand and every retailer should have some sort of subscription model. Uh, it, it only makes sense that, that with subscription businesses, you've got predictable income, you've got predictable revenue every month. You've got a relationship that you're building with the consumer. These things pay dividends and the biggest brands have a subscription model associated with them. Well, there are some cool examples of businesses that have started a submission, uh, added a submission to their business model recently and, and have good, good results. Oh, have added subscription to their business? I mean, if you look at like uh, Warby Parker, right? They were glasses and they added a contact lens subscription. Like it's genius, right? Like you've got all these people that are coming in, they're buying your awesome sunglasses, your awesome regular glasses, not sunglasses. And then they introduce, um, I forgot what it's called. Uh, I don't remember the name. They got a name, but it's, they got a contact lens, right? Contacts get delivered monthly. Like it only makes sense. Right now you've got this predictable income. Um, you know, Nike did it with kids shoes. Um, I mean, there's just so many, I mean, look at like Burger King I mean, Burger King introduced $5 a month, get unlimited coffee. I mean, how genius is that? You're going to go in there and you're not just going to get your coffee. You're going to buy a breakfast sandwich. You're now building a relationship with the consumer Panera bread, five, $7 a month. I think you get unlimited coffee. Um, who else is there? I mean, Cadillac's introducing with cars. The Oakland A's are introducing it with their tickets to their ball games. I mean, it's everywhere and you should be thinking about it. Here's a perfect example of it that everybody can relate to. Six years ago, if you wanted Microsoft Office, you would have paid $600 for it. Maybe you would have lied and said you were a student and paid $150, right? Now you pay $15 a month and you have the software every single month updated. You use it for as long as you want, cancel when you want. It only makes sense. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Chris, where can people stick around and uh, read more about you? Yeah. So, you know, you can, my, all my social channels are at Chris G cares. Uh, our sub which is our trade organization has a free membership. Our YouTube channel has tons of content. I, in fact, I got the, the blessing and was so grateful that I had Gary V jump on a podcast with me and we had an awesome conversation around subscriptions. Um, We've got so much free content and we're, we built Subtub because we want to help entrepreneurs grow. And if you're thinking about a subscription, Subtub's got all this free content and you should check it out. My Instagram is at Chris G cares. I'm on there all the time posting stuff. Uh, I go on Facebook live and LinkedIn live every Friday at 2 PM free content. And it's just yeah. about everything from subscriptions to churn to team building to relationship building and um yeah it's awesome so tons of free content out there i love doing it absolutely does gary have any subscription business going on oh yeah he's got wine of the month club he was part of um uh faith box yeah his wine club does really well beautiful yeah. who should be my next guest next guest oh man you know who did, I mean, you know who's doing some cool things? He's a good friend of mine, too. His name's John Roman. Um, he's a CMO at BattleBox. Their subscription box actually got a show on Netflix, so there's some cool things that could be learned there and thinking about that transition and how that affects the business. They're also, they're also acquiring a bunch of brands in the men's arena, so doing some really cool things, and, and he's a good guy. He knows, he knows business really well. He knows marketing and strategy really, really well, so 
is a good friend of mine that I, I think should get some spotlight. Thank you so much, Chris, for being on the strategy show and uh, sharing your knowledge and your journey with us. Of course. Happy to Please be here come back soon. Yeah. Thank you so much, Simon. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye. Keep rolling. We all know that working in sprints is better, but how do we know what we should work on? You're in luck because we have a 15 minute exercise that will give you complete clarity on where to take your project next. Go to strategysprints.com sales to complete our short exercise and meet one-on-one -on -one with an expert sprint coach to identify your number one bottleneck. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Strategy Show. Make sure to like this video below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with every episode of The Strategy Show. Get daily CEO tips from CEOs for CEOs.